This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. Halloween is right around the corner, and that means candy, and lots of it. It's probably the best part of the sweet and spooky holiday, especially for kids. And that can make it a little scary for parents. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, each Halloween, the average child consumes, get this, about three cups of sugar, which is about 144 teaspoons. Yes, that is a lot of sugar. So in today's episode, we're going to explore how some Halloween treats are trickier than others, the one thing you should do before you head out for trick-or-treating, and Halloween dangers for your pet, how to keep your furry friends safe, and some tiny tot taste testers coming up. The chocolate tastes really stale. Yes, it's made that way. It is actually brand new, but it somehow tastes stale. And do you know what the most popular Halloween candy is? We test your knowledge. That's all straight ahead on Prescription for Life. and thank you for joining us. I'm Monica Robbins. The National Retail Federation is expecting Americans to spend more than $12 billion this Halloween. $3.6 billion alone on candy. Now you want your kids to have fun and indulge on Halloween. However, there are ways to do that without turning you into a bad parent. Our expert shows us some healthy alternatives as well as some non-food items the kids would really enjoy. But first, some serious health consequences for the little ones if they eat too much candy. Our station in Charlotte connects the dots. Eating all that Halloween candy isn't the best idea. Let's connect the dots. If you let the candy linger for too long, kids can build the expectation to have the candy daily. And it's not like candy is going bad anytime soon. Candy can usually last upwards of two years. And doctors say without getting rid of it, all that sugar can lead to problems with weight and their teeth. So how can you keep it away from your kids? Consider donating the leftover treats. Oftentimes, you can find donations at dentists or senior living communities. From there, they often go in care packages headed to U.S. troops and veterans. But if you really want to hold on to those sweet treats, consider making a big dessert for an upcoming party or hand it out as party favors for Christmas or Valentine's, all with the goal of getting it away from your kids. Our Cleveland Clinic expert shows us how to have fun and celebrate in a healthy way. Joining me now is Jen Hyland, pediatric dietitian with Cleveland Clinic. Thank you so much for being yes, here. Thanks for having me. Tis the season. Absolutely. All right. So all the kids are going to go trick or treating one way or another. And if they're really lucky, they get more than one day because they're going to do it at school and they're going to do it maybe <laughs> in the neighborhood. So um, talk to me about how much can you let them eat? without yes. overindulging. Yes. So, you know, kind of chaotic time of year, loaded question, I would say. So, <laughs> you know, we really, if we are kind of teaching healthy habits from the start and we're not restricting our children on a daily basis, the idea and the goal long-term is that they can go trick-or-treating, they can have their candy and they can move on and they can be fine. Now, if we have those kids who they're never allowed sweets, they never have any fun foods at home, they're going to go wild. 
yeah. on trick or treat and they're gonna wanna eat that whole basket. So I think the first thing I would say is like setting the foundation, if you have little, little kids from the start, that it's not like this novel thing that we never ever ever have candy and then they see it and they want it all. So setting good foundations is first. Let's say you do have a kid though who already you know, they're not having candy and they're so, so, so excited. I would say just make it a family event. Let them go out, have a good dinner to start. We can talk about that, but that's a big one. So setting them up with something that's gonna fuel them a little bit more so that they're not just hungry. But I, I'm a big fan of kind of letting them go and see how it goes, to be completely honest with you, which I know is a weird dietitian take sometimes. But how much is too much? How much is too much? So really, how much is too much? They have stomach aches and they check in and we kind of talk about it and we learn a little bit from that. You can try to guide them a little bit. You know, if you have a kid who's gonna eat all of the candy, I would say like, hey, let's pick a couple pieces and let's put the rest and then we can put it in your school lunch throughout the week. And you can have that dialogue as a family. Let them see you enjoying it as a parent too though. Don't make it a, this is good, this is bad sort of thing. Um, and you know what, if one night they eat too much, they're gonna learn a lesson a little bit. But it, it's, it's so hard as a parent to kind of gauge that. It really, really is. So one of the things though, is you know a lot of parents do want to be healthy of course but you know you can't go into any store without bags and bags and bags Everywhere. of candy yes so is there a best Halloween candy yeah so I I tend it depends what your dietary needs are but I tend to lean towards things that do have a little bit of protein in them so honestly some chocolate some peanut butter things that aren't just pure sugar so some of those more and kids have different preferences of course like I was super into the sweet sweet stuff when I was younger but things that are gonna be pure sugar they're gonna spike your blood sugar faster they're not gonna stay with you and they're just gonna want more and more versus something that does have like some peanut butter, some chocolate, some nuts in it if we can. It does give you a little bit more in terms of fuel. So there are some better options there. Dark chocolate, of course, if you can get some of that in from an antioxidant standpoint, it's gonna be great. But that's kind of the side that I lean towards. What about the absolute worst? The absolute, ugh. I don't, I don't know that there's an absolute worst to be honest with you. The absolute worst is something that's just gonna, I mean, a, a pixie stick, maybe pure sugar. Do they make those they still? Do. Oh my they goodness! Do. <laughs> yeah, the pure sugar dumping right in. Yeah, yes. that, that was that was my favorite. Uh, so delicious. Okay, so. Um, I see the teal pumpkin here. Yeah. Um, you know, you were talking about chocolate mm -hmm. and you know, I have a neighbor who has a child with a dairy allergy. Yes. So even is milk chocolate off limits too? Yeah, so something to be aware of is food allergies. So there are so many kids with food allergies now and we want them to be able to partake in trick or treat just like everyone else. That can be really stressful as a parent. You have to go through their bag and you have to take out and you have to read all the food labels. So what the teal pumpkin represents this is kind of an online thing where if you have a teal pumpkin on your doorstep, you have either some allergy friendly items or you have some non-food items, which I think is great because then the kids know that they have something safe to choose from. But you mentioned chocolate. So if your child does have a dairy allergy, unfortunately, that's going to be all chocolate across the board. Now they do make some brands that are dairy free. So if you know if you are a parent with a kid with food allergy, possibly like having some swaps for them at home, teaching the kids as they get older what types of things they can have, but that can definitely be a challenge. So I would encourage families if they possibly can to have some non-food items from a health perspective, but also for those kiddos with food allergies. That was, uh, so my dad 
always gave out, we gave out little boxes of cereal. Yeah. And every kid was forced to come to our house because they had to get their Wheaties or Cheerios yes. that we, we gave out. And the neighbor was a dentist who gave out toothbrushes and toothpaste. Oh my goodness. Of yes. Course. There's, I think there's, you know, there's a balance there, right? Like, can we offer some non-candy food things? Absolutely. Like here we have like some popcorn. They have these awesome like mini size granola bars that even sell them now in Halloween versions. Um, you know, applesauce pouches. Sometimes that's like, oh, you're the house without the candy and it's not as exciting. However, kids get so much candy. And some kids love these things. Like sometimes it's nice, especially while they're trick or treating. If, I mean, if they're truly hungry, cause let's say they ate a horrible dinner or something like that, and they can get like a granola bar or something like that, have them snack on it. So I think you can do a little bit of both. So my house is one of those, I, I really can't have candy in it because yes. if it's in it, I'm eating it. <laughs> it's so if I wanted to give out something that was just non-candy, but kids would love, yeah. any ideas? So I, one thing I find the kids really like is glow sticks. Um, so, you know, they have these packs here of glow sticks that you can buy. They have Halloween ones, but these are fun because it's something the kids can do in that moment. So they can put on their glow sticks. They can walk around the neighborhood. So I think that's fun. Depending on the age, like the little kids, bubbles, huge hit. So bubbles are going to be a good one. Um, temporary tattoos are fun. Um, they have like stretchy, fun skeleton things now. So there are a lot of fun non-food items out there. And again, that's almost the novelty now because kids get so much candy, which is awesome. But like you get somewhere cool and you get some face tattoo, depending on the age, right. that's really exciting. But that's, that, you know, that's something else because kids are always told you cannot eat the candy until you get home right? and mom and dad can go through it. Which I do still agree with from a safety perspective. That is the best way to do that. But right, that way they can have something as they're out and about that still gives them a little excitement. You mentioned feed them before they go yes. out. Um, I never would have thought of that. Yes. So when you do feed them, they're going to be running around for quite a while. So yes, they need some fuel. Ideas? And I know it's hard to like, if you have a weeknight trick or treat and it starts at six to eight or something like that, it's difficult. Um, but I think something like having a chili already made, um, this one that I have here, I just told you came from a package from the grocery store. So it can be quick and easy, but the idea is getting them something with protein in it. So protein, and then preferably something with fiber, which is going to be veggies, whole grains are going to be our top choices for that. But knowing that they're going to potentially get a bit of a sugar rush down the line, that protein meal is going to kind of help buffer that a little bit internally in their bodies. And I guess to say the effect of the sugar won't be as dramatic that you're going to see even like behaviorally or something. Well, it might keep them out of the bag initially. Exactly. You know? Yes. And we talked about the overindulging. Maybe if they're if have they're, a full stomach. Yeah, it's all about just trying your best to set them up for success. You know, if they eat a not so great lunch at school and they come home and they don't eat dinner because they're so excited, they're going they're gonna eat so much candy because their bodies are hungry. But if we can work on like, okay, we're just gonna have a normal day and then it's trick or treat and like, hey, what's a couple candies you want before you go to bed? And then, you know, doing our best within reason, like, okay, here it is. And it's not restricted. That's the other thing. It's not like you can only have it tonight and then it's gonna go away. 
because then they're going to want to eat it all too. Right. But if they can have it and then they know in the days coming forward that they're going to have access to some things, that can also help. But speaking of those days going forward, yes. you know, we have Thanksgiving coming. We yes. have, you know, the holidays coming. I'm sure, you know, many schools, teachers have tons of candy. It you doesn't know. end. It yes. never ends. Never so ends. how it, this is the roughest time mm -hmm. to teach your child it good is. eating habits and, and about sugar. It's so, frankly. it's so challenging. And I mean, that's the number one thing I can say. I empathize with all parents as myself. Like I'm trying to model that as well, but I think just trying to kind of set like, Hey, you know, as a family, we're going to have something or, Oh, you want that Reese's cool. Let's put it on your dinner plate rather than it be this like thing that you look forward to all day. And then you want to eat so much of it or throw a piece in their lunch here and there. I will say that piece of candy that they have in their lunch is not going to make or break their health. And that in itself is not going to lead to excessive weight gain down the line. If we're doing those little exposures, even if it's one a day mm -hmm. for a time period, if it's one a day, every day for the whole year, that might be a different story. But well, that there's this thing called the freezer. Yes. That, yes. Uh, you Thank know. you. I love that idea. Yes. So throwing things in the freezer, absolutely. One, as an adult, it kind of keeps it from being as easy access. You have to go for it and it takes longer to eat because it's frozen. But also, yes, the candy's not going anywhere. Like it's there. And maybe sometimes it does go somewhere. You know, kids, they like some things they don't like others. Awesome. Like, do you want to bring that to school? Mom can bring it to work. Like we can donate it to others. There are places and options that can do that as well. I know you're a pediatric dietitian, yes. but um, asking for a friend, <laughs> when you go to work and everyone has candy yes. on their desk yes. and it's just everywhere and you're stressed out, what do you do? What do you do? My, I mean, my biggest thing is as much as you cannot be around it. So don't put it on your own desk. If it's in the lunchroom, like find a way in and out of that lunchroom without. But it's, I mean, it's a challenge that we all face. I'm, I'm, I'm the boring one. I put fruit on my desk. There you go. And I try to get people to eat it. Yes. And yes. yes. So or have, again, have like those eat regular meals. Have right. like almonds to munch on so you're not then ravenous and you go for that candy bar. So great advice as always. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Great advice there. And it's also important to keep in mind the effects candy can have on your kids' teeth. Try not to give kids candy before bedtime and then not brush their teeth. That's going to be what causes the most uh, detriment to them. So if we can do that, then, hey, we can have healthy smiles and get through the Halloween season. Dr. Edwards says consider combining the candy with a meal as a dessert rather than having it as a snack throughout the day. All right, let's not forget about our four-legged friends. Did you know many candies other than chocolate can be dangerous for your pet's health? Megan Bragg verifies. It's that time of year again. Parents will be handing out loads of candy, but when it comes to pets, some candy is downright dangerous. So we wanted to look into which treats are most treacherous to your furry friends. Our source is Audrey Wisetrack, CEO and co-founder of PetFolk, a vet and urgent care clinic, and PetMD, a vet written and reviewed website. There's an array of candies on the market, but Wisetrack says there are a few that pet owners should be extra cautious about. Any sugar-free products, um, you know, ranging from gum to candy, there's a lot of products out there that tend to be sugar-free. Sugar-free candies contain an ingredient called xylitol, which PetMD says can be very dangerous and even deadly for pets. Pets do not have the ability to break down that sweetener, and it causes a, a very dramatic decline in their blood sugar 
and can cause seizures and death. Another that tops the list, even though we may think it's healthy, raisins. Wisetrack says owners need to keep them away from their pets. Raisins um, can be highly deadly to animals and cause some severe problems with kidney function. And even in a small quantity, one or two raisins can be toxic. And finally, dark chocolate. Baker's chocolate has the highest level um, of toxicity for, for our pets. And then milk chocolate to a lesser degree. Dogs and cats just don't have the ability to break down the component of chocolate. So if your dog or cat consumes any of these, Wisetrack says call your veterinarian or urgent care. You can also get help from the ASPCA or other pet poison control hotlines. With your Verify Fact Check, I'm Megan Bragg. So what's your favorite? Snickers, Kit Kat, M&M's, Milky Way, Nerds? Do you know what the most popular Halloween treat is? Well, here's the list. Reese's Cups are one of the most popular Halloween candy, with 22% of Americans placing them as their favorite treat. Other contenders include Kit Kat, Snickers, and Hershey's Chocolates. Breaking the chocolate theme, though, is candy corn, perhaps the most classic and controversial of Halloween treats. Now, before we go, we need to hear from the candy experts, and that would be, yes, kids. WKYC's Mike Polk conducted this not-so-scientific candy poll. No more mallow cups, circus peanuts, Boston baked beans. This year, I decided to test the accuracy of my conclusions by conducting a simple experiment using actual volunteer trick-or-treaters as test subjects. To be clear, I understand that some might consider this sort of experimentation ethically questionable. Well, I've got a treat for you. I bet you like Boston baked beans. No, I hate beans. Oh. Kind of tastes like Snickers. It does. This tastes like Snickers to you. At times, it was difficult not to feel some level of sympathy for these brave volunteers. Kind of describe to me what you think of the bit of honey. How do I spell that? And there were moments where I clearly pushed them past their personal thresholds. It's good and plenty time. Do you want to spit it out? I don't like it. Explain why you don't like it. Uh, it's too chewy. Too chewy. That's generous. Have one or two or handful or whatever you want. It's like a really bad jelly bean. Well, it's perfect. But throughout the ordeal, they remain stalwart, determined, and unflinching. If I had to describe the flavor, ooh, I guess I can't I can't describe it without cursing. I'm really not even trying. You wanna stop before we get started? That's a good move. It seems like you're really wrestling internally. Nope. Mm. Wow, really? Mostly unflinching. It's like a Reese cup, but if it were mad at you. Ugh. In a good way or in a bad way? The chocolate tastes really stale. Yes, it's made that way. It is actually brand new, but it somehow tastes stale. How are we feeling about that? Mm -hmm. Nope. It's a no in the mallow cup. I was worried about this. Are you okay? Yeah. Should we call someone? Is she okay? Yeah, I'm can fine. Something... Okay. Nothing can happen to her if she had a mallow cup, right? You're good? Yeah. All right, there was significant flinching. Can okay. I have a napkin? Yes, yes, absolutely. There we go. So we're good on the, we're done with the good and plenties. But this wasn't simply cruelty for cruelty's sake. What these children did, they were doing for science. It's like a wax bottle, but it's got some kind of like gross like juice in it. 
want to drink what's inside that wax though? No. I mean, might be really good. It's not. And I feel pretty safe in saying this experiment was wildly successful. Do you think that that's something that people should hand out to people at Halloween? Not really. And you shouldn't hand out that or bit of honeys, right? Tell them to be better. Be better. Yeah, be better this Halloween. Thank you. Welcome. This is Mike Polk for 3 News, wishing you a safe, happy, and good and plenty free Halloween. That's all for this episode of Prescription for Life. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Monica Robbins. I'll be back here next week with another prescription for your life. Until then, wishing you good health. Thank you so much for tuning into Health Yeah. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Like and follow my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Find video podcasts at Monica Robbins channel on YouTube. And please subscribe. Wishing you great health and hope to see you again soon. Thanks for listening to Health Yeah with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.